Welcome to another episode of the Secular Buddhism Podcast. This is episode number 159. I am your host, Noah Rochetta, and today I'm going to talk about when things fall apart. As always, keep in mind you don't need to use what you learn from Buddhism to be a Buddhist. You can use what you learn to simply be a better whatever you already are. If you are interested in learning more about Buddhism, you can check out my book, No-Nonsense Buddhism for Beginners, available on Amazon, or listen to the first five episodes of this podcast. And You can find those episodes by visiting secularbuddhism.com and clicking the Start Here link. If you're looking for a community to practice with and to interact with, consider becoming a patron by visiting secularbuddhism.com and clicking the link to join our community. So the topic I had in mind today is When Things Fall Apart. Now, this is the title of a book, Pema Chodron, uh, a fantastic Buddhist teacher. Uh, She talks about this notion of things falling apart, and she has a book, and the title is When Things Fall Apart. So I highly recommend you check that out if this is a topic that you're interested in. I think a really good description of the nature of reality is the understanding that things come together and things fall apart. Pema Chodron talks about this in her book, but I think at the core of the Buddha's awakening was this deep realization of this truth that things come together and that things fall apart, and that is the nature of reality. When we learn to see through the lens of impermanence and through the lens of interdependence, I think we start to see and to understand this deep truth that things are because other things are, and things aren't going to remain. Uh, Things that are will no longer be, and things that aren't will come into existence. And uh, again, it's the essence of seeing that things come together, and things fall apart, and all things inter-are. And I think that is a a very uh, skillful, wise way of seeing reality. Now, I've mentioned in a previous podcast, one of the meditative techniques that I've adopted into my daily practice for meditation is what I like to call dishwashing meditation. And this process started several years ago when I realized I really don't like having to do the dishes. So I took it upon myself to change the relationship that I have with doing the dishes. And now that's become one of the key tasks that I perform in our um, in the way that we take care of the house. I take out the trash, I mop the floors, I uh, different tasks, right? And one of the ones that's generally my responsibility is washing the dishes. And as I was washing the dishes a couple days ago, I finished washing the last of the dishes, put everything away, and then turned around and realized I had forgotten a few dishes that were still on the table. And there was this sense of, oh, are you serious? I have to do more dishes? And it was like I could hear a voice inside telling me, well, what did you think? That once you were done, you'll never have to do dishes again? But I think somewhere there was this thought that, you know, if I can finally just finish the dishes, then I don't have to worry about it anymore. Well, yeah, that may be true for a time, but before you know it, it's time to, th- to do the dishes again. And I, I had this thought of correlating this uh, feeling of wanting to not have to do the dishes with uh, going around thinking that things won't fall apart in life. 
And going around thinking that way is a lot like going around and thinking that once I clean the dishes, I won't have to do this again. But the nature of reality is that if you're going to eat and cook, you're going to use dishes and you'll have to clean them and, and then you'll get them dirty. And I think Buddhist wisdom, when it comes to this overall notion, uh, dealing with difficulties, it's opposite of what a lot of us grew up with. Uh, we tend to want to do the thing that we need to do so we can be done and then not worry about doing it again. And then, okay, now I have to do it again. But we we don't have this uh, fluid interplay with the, the, the phases of doing it and then not doing it, or when things fall apart and not fall apart. So instead of running from difficulties and running from things like pain or sorrow or sadness, the Buddhist approach is to move toward the painful situations and to become more intimate with them. So that begs the question, what does it mean to be intimate with uh, going through a difficulty? Well, I like to think, you know, when intimacy is, is when your guard is down. It's when you're willing to be vulnerable. Uh, the defenses are not there. And uh, it's a lot like the, the story, the Buddhist story of the sticky hair monster, where the, the prince, everyone who fights the sticky hair monster loses. And then the, this prince comes in to fight and realizes he's not going to fight it. Instead, he sits down, talks to it, gets to know the sticky hair monster, uh, and they develop a, a relationship. And once they are friends, because he's no longer he's no longer experiencing animosity towards the sticky hair monster, then he's able to get past him and go to where he needed to go to on that path. I think there's a profound lesson in that story that correlates to what I'm talking about here which is when we experience these sticky hair monster emotions like sorrow, uh, like pain, we, we want to fight it. I don't want to feel this. I'm going to do whatever I can to fight this. I'm going to distract myself. Uh, I just don't want this thing here in my, in, in my mind or in my heart. Uh, and this approach is saying, no, let's get intimate with this thing and get to know it. Let's sit down. Let's talk. And this is a question I hear from people quite often um, who will email me or ask something to the effect of, I'm going through a difficult time, this or that has happened, it's a loss of a loved one or loss of a relationship or uh, something, some form of difficulty. And the general question is, how can these Buddhist concepts help me during this difficult time? Because there's this deep, deep desire to get out of that situation, to not feel what they're feeling. And my answer is usually the same. My advice is generally to, to say that thing that you're not wanting to feel, lean into that. Lean into that difficulty, that sorrow or the pain or whatever it is you're experiencing. Honor the emotion that you're feeling. If you're in pain, don't try to push it away. Don't try to move on from it too quickly. Sit with it the way that you would sit with this sticky hair monster that you're afraid of, that you don't like. But you want to understand it. You know, well, why are you here? What what brings you here? Uh, why why are we feeling this? What's going on here? And through that introspection, when the weapons come down and 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 I say, look, I'm not going to fight this. This is what I'm feeling. So here you are. This is what I'm feeling. That relationship changes because so often we go through life fully armed, right? And we're defending and fighting against certain feelings and certain emotions. So for me, this understanding when things fall apart, uh, 
uh, it's like being upset that the that the dishes are dirty again, and that's that's the nature of being human and cooking and eating. We're going to clean the dishes, then we're going to get the dishes dirty, and then we're going to clean them, and then we're going to get them dirty, and on and on and on. And for me, that's the essence of this teaching: that things come together and things fall apart, and that's what you can expect from life. And there will be phases and stages of things coming together, and phases and stages of things falling apart. And I'm sure you can look back and see this in your own life. I've looked back recently, and in, in the in the last year, I've seen very clearly these instances of things falling apart and things coming together. And beautiful, fun experiences, and uh, really difficult, sorrowful experiences. Uh, within the last six months alone, I've had uh, the loss of my good friend Dustin, uh, the loss of my dad to cancer. Uh, I took a spill on my one wheel and separated my shoulder, and suddenly was not able to fly. And then, after about four weeks of physical therapy and work, I was able to uh, take my mom up for her first tandem flight when I, our family was in Moab. And I flew with all of my kids, and that was a very real high—a moment of things coming together, followed by a moment of things falling apart. Uh, our community where I live, we uh, last weekend experienced a pretty tragic loss. One of the high schoolers in our town was in a car crash and it killed him. And the very next morning, a family from the school was driving down to a rodeo event and they were in a car crash. And, and the mom, who was uh, one of our school bus drivers, passed away in the accident. Her husband broke his back and he he's in critical condition. He's another one of the school bus drivers. And their son also broke his back. And you can imagine the the heartache from the community. These are we're a small town. We all know each other, and we uh, these two uh, bus drivers were my coworkers from when I I used to drive the school bus, and it's just moments of of difficulty and pain and sorrow. It's a moment of things falling apart. Uh, one or two weeks, or yeah, a few days after that accident, um, I received a call, and there's the news that. Um, I, I was asked to take over the role of president of the United States Powered Paragliding Association. And then the, suddenly it's a moment of things coming together and the excitement of what that entails. And yeah, it's been quite a roller coaster, but that's that's life, right? That's things coming together, things falling apart, and then things come together and then things fall apart. And that process goes on and on and on. And what we don't know is what's up right ahead. You know, what, what's up ahead, what's right around the corner. We don't know what Tetris piece is about to fall into our game. And accepting this reality of uncertainty is exactly what we mean by the Buddhist concept of being groundless, of having nothing firm to stand on. The firm ground becomes uh, our ability to be comfortable with uncertainty and to be mindfully present of the here and now. So it's like, uh, again, equating this to the game of Tetris, it's like, I'm playing the piece that's here. This is the piece that I have. And there was a piece I didn't like, and now there's a piece I do like, and then there's a piece I don't like, and, and that's it. That's the nature of reality. Things coming together and things falling apart. So what do we do with all this? How, how does this understanding uh, affect our day-to-day -day lives as we strive to be more 
mindful and to be more present in how we go about being alive. Well, uh, for me, I mean, my wish is that you and I, that we can find greater peace in learning to lean into the difficulties that we experience, that uh, we can become more intimate with the experience of feeling, feeling the full range of emotions, and that we can step into that world of groundlessness where we no longer anchor our sense of peace to the false sense of certainty, because getting comfortable with uncertainty is perhaps the real key to inner peace. It's recognizing, I don't know what's coming up. I don't know the next things that will come together, and I don't know the next things that will fall apart. But what I do know is that spending a considerable amount of my life and energy and time thinking that I need to chase after ensuring that things come together, and I need to strive really hard to ensure things don't fall apart, uh, is that's not the way. No matter how I live my life, things will come together and things will fall apart. Now, I do have to say, uh, because of the the nature of interdependence, and uh, this is because that is, I can make this worse on myself. I can also make it better on myself. I can plant the seeds uh, that grow into uh, kindness and compassion and a more mindful way of living, but I, I can also plant the seeds that sow uh, more chaos and more uh, discontent with the way that life is going to unfold. And a perfect example of that is, you know, if I decide today I'm going to go rob a bank, then I'm probably going to experience the consequences of that tomorrow once once I'm caught. Uh, that's the nature of interdependence. So I think it's important to hold space for these two notions that I, I do what I can to make it the best that I can, but I'm also realistic to the reality that things come together and things fall apart. Uh, the dishes will be clean and the dishes will be dirty again. So I'm going to change the relationship that I have with the process of doing the dishes because that's that's it. I mean, what else can I do? I can't just never do dishes again. And that to me is a pretty profound lesson. So I wanted to tie these ideas together in this one overall notion that things come together and things fall apart. And what do we do when things fall apart? All right. Well, those are the thoughts I wanted to share with you. That's all I have for this podcast episode. But as always, I look forward to sharing more thoughts in another episode later. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Until next time.